Hey everyone, welcome to Are You Afraid of Ghosts with Shelly and Jessica. Hi Shelly. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. Uh, so we are going to kick off a new episode this week and it is my turn. So I'm going to read a story that one of my friends sent in. So this is from Nikki. And thank you, Nikki, if you're listening, uh, because I am always excited for a new story. And I have not read this yet, so hopefully we can both be surprised, Shelly. All right, here we go. Here we go. So my story starts off in my childhood home, which was also the house my father and aunts grew up in. My bedroom was my youngest aunt's bedroom. Our closet had the staircase that led to the attic. Oh, no, there's always an attic. Her closet has a staircase? Yeah. Our, clo- our closet had, oh, our closet. But yeah, I guess that would be the bedroom closet that led to the That's attic. Awesome and scary at the same time. I love it. Yeah, no, I would not have a bedroom with an attic staircase. <laughs> My room was always freezing cold. Nope. <laughs> nope. Red flag. <laughs> growing, <laughs> growing up late at night, you could hear faint footsteps going from one end of the attic to the other bowling balls rolling and other not house settling noises but when you would i have to say sorry no sorry for interrupting you please interrupt the whole rolling like the bowling ball thing is a common thread i've heard really love bowling apparently (laughs) (laughs) well i did not know that that is a fun fact i many times so if you want to know if you have a ghost in your house, buy a bowling ball Yep. with a very hard surface so you can, I don't know, maybe they can teach you some pointers. That's awesome. So on top of the fact that this girl has an attic in her bedroom, Mm-mm. she hears bowling balls. Like, how do you even sleep? If and you it's hear- always cold. And no, that just sounds like a miserable miserable childhood i'm really sorry nikki okay uh yeah so she says her father nope but when you would go up in the mornings why does she go up in the attic in the mornings i don't know nothing was ever out of place so she at least knows something's weird Mm -hmm. my father would rarely come into my bedroom at night and would never, in capital letters here, go into the attic in the middle of the night when I would go running into my parents' room crying. This, okay, so dad knows something's up. Yeah, dad Dad is not protecting the child here. <laughs> dad said, no, child, go fend for yourself in your scary attic cold bedroom with bowling balls. No. Nope. This went on for as long as I can remember until I was well into high school. Oh, my. How do you function? Girl, that's like, are there ghost therapists out there? I mean, because I feel like this is a therapy topic. Mm -hmm. My dad didn't want to come in the room and save me from my scary attic ghost. And I had to live in this cold room. For like 10 plus years. Yikes. Okay. Well, here's the rest. My aunt and I used to compare notes 
and she always said she heard the same things and that her room was the one room in the house where my father wouldn't go at night, even to torture her. He loved to scare her and play pranks. What was that? My door just shut. Did it? I heard it. You heard it, right? I definitely heard it. I don't know. I'm chalking it up. I'm chalking it up to the, you know, the heat just kicked on or something. Wow. Yes, folks, something actually happened on this call. Whatever. If I die, tell my family I love them. Okay. So, back to the story. So, Creepy Attic, the aunt is on board because she obviously knows she lived in the bedroom. And the dad wouldn't go in there. And then, you know, we're just recycling the family household rooms of scare. Why would you let your... Okay, no, I have so many questions. I can't. But I I just, I mean, poor kids. They were comparing notes. They were comparing notes. And the dad wouldn't go in there. There were a few nights I can remember that I would be in hysterics and would run into their room for my father to tell me to go back to sleep. That's just mean. There was. I mean, it is, but also as a parent, when you're woken up in the middle of the night, you also just want to go back to sleep. Yeah, just tell the kids go back to sleep. I kind of understand that. At this point, they already know the ghost lives there. They're like, just ignore it and go back to sleep. She says, (laughs) there was never, well, let me check it out for you or you're imagining things. Just, I'm not going up there now. We will check in the morning. Sleep at the bottom of our bed for now. The one time I'm the one time as mentioned, I went into their room and my mother encouraged him to go check. He made it as far as maybe the fifth step up and then noped out of there. What's going on? I don't know. This sounds like this weird, like I don't know if you saw the one Netflix special with the haunting with the family and then there's like the red room or something. I don't know. It just seems like oh, wait, it's something Hellhouse? tied to what is it? Haunting yeah. Hellhouse? Yeah. It's my favorite show. Yeah, so, I mean, it feels like something like that where, like, there's a creepy room that, like, the dad can't go in because this ghost has a weird connection or something to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows. I don't know. He knows something, but I feel like he should, like, kind of inform others. Yeah, I need to talk to this this fatherly figure here. I eventually just learned to live with it because I knew that he wasn't going up there and I sure as hell wasn't going up there. Okay, well, that's that. In high school, I was having horrible nightmares. The same one every night for like a month. Yeah, because you have bowling balls rolling above your head and your dad won't go. I mean, if your own dad won't go in the room that's above your head while you're sleeping, I would not get any sleep. So she says I was not getting any sleep. One night in the middle of my nightmare, I dreamt that someone was in the attic and opened the floor door we had separating the attic from the closet, basically just a piece of plywood that was hinged that we could push open and pull closed. The nightmare ended when I woke up. I checked the closet and the door was still closed. The dream sequence would go on for a few weeks, the nightmare ending when the door opened. Interesting. Oh, I just got chills. Then gradually, the door would open and I would hear footfalls coming down the stairs. The nightmare would end then and I would slowly get up and check the door again. Night after night, this would happen. The nightmare would end 
when I heard the footsteps and got up to check. Weird. Oh, man, she's got, like, she That's, l- like, legit. That's, like, next level. Yeah, she, stuff. she's hardcore. She's yeah. hardcore for sticking it out in this bedroom. No one to come to her rescue. In this cold room with this creaky door. And then she has nightmares. and th- Oh, girl. I call ghost hunters. Yeah, seriously. Then after weeks of that, weeks of that, good grief, I would hear my closet door open, wash, rinse, repeat from above. No one ever came out of the door, but the door would open and I could feel someone watching me. But when I would get up to check, the door would be closed and no one was there. Someone was there. Obviously. I mean, you can't not have a haunted attic in your closet. A few more weeks go by and I would hear the person take a few steps out of the door. Now, over my parents' fireplace hung a picture of a man with shaggy hair and scraggly beard and a brown shirt slash coat. Think Tormund from Game of Thrones, but like 80. I'll attach the picture for those of you that don't know who that is from Game of Thrones, but he's a great character. He would just stand by the door and just watch me sleep for weeks. And, and when I woke up, no one was there. Then gradually over time, he would inch out of the closet closer and closer to my bed. Each time I woke up, the nightmare would end and I was able to get back to sleep. That's terrifying. Jeez, I thought the other nightmare was terrifying. Now there's another one with a man watching her. I mean, the other one was just the door opening and closing. Now there's now there's a person involved. Now there's yeah. footsteps. Now they're just getting a little more brazen and they're just, you know, I'm surprised they're not crawling into bed with her. All right, let's well, see. we haven't finished the story yet. This so is very we'll... true. I'm dying to know what happens. <laughs> Eventually, after months, he was standing beside my bed after night, every night, just watching me sleep. The nightmare gradually stopped. He became a comfort to me, the watcher of my dreams. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Comfort. I mean, I think, I think this, yeah. Couldn't find comfort in that. I, I think at this point, she doesn't have a choice. So she either needs to befriend know, this right? ghost, like, you know can't beat them join them yeah there's nothing else to do i guess all right i can i can see that i mean at this point she's probably like well my dad's not coming to rescue me in the attic so maybe this man will hang out with me and protect me from all the other creepy ghosts that are rolling bowling balls up there i don't know maybe he was a professional bowler and they had his picture i don't know but see how the connection is with the dad the dad won't go up there but why do they have a picture of this person hanging like on their wall over their fireplace so who is this random person and why is he like dad knows something dad does know something because you don't just buy a house and have a random picture like you left on the wall from some previous owner that yeah that doesn't make any sense no you don't even know the person it's like leaving the picture that comes in the frame like that's just (laughs) ridiculous okay so 
So now she's, you know, apparently comforted by this watcher of her dreams. I like how she turned it from a ghost story into the watcher of my dreams. I mean, I, I might, if I ever wake up and there's a person standing at the end of my bed, I'm just going to call them the watcher of my dreams from now on. And that's going to comfort me. So thank you, Nikki. Okay. Um, okay. Fast forward to then one night, months later, no more nightmares had come back. He leaned over my bed close to my head. He whispered goodbye. And at those words, I bolted awake. No one was there. But I heard footsteps going down to the first floor. I heard our back door open and then close. Initially, I thought my dad had a fire. He was fire chief back then. I went into their room and he was snoring peacefully in his bed. My mom was next to him, and then I went into my brother's room, where he too was tucked peacefully in bed. Everyone was accounted for. I was wide awake. I know what I heard. I know someone walked down the steps. I know someone opened the door. It wasn't a quiet door. And I know someone closed it behind them. Confused and a little sad, I went back to bed. I've never had another reoccurring nightmare since that night. I've never dreamed of my dream angel since that night. It was like he was sent to me to help me through my nightmares, to help me find peace at night in my freaky bedroom. For reference, I graduated high school in 1996. This all probably occurred two to three years before that. That's my story, Nikki. That's interesting. Nikki, you are like hardcore lived not even in a haunted house where like things may happen you were just right in the the core of like the ghost's room yeah it was the ghost room but i like it kind of became very peaceful yeah and i wonder what drove mr night dream watcher guy away like it's like he had you know how like we were talking last week like ghosts come back because they have to finish something yeah like I wonder if it was like okay she's in high school now she's getting older I've done my job she's safe it's ready to go I'm ready to go or something like that yeah like I need this to be a movie yeah I would totally watch it but the scary thing is this was someone's real life that's why I do this podcast, because I need to know stories like this actually happen, and I'm not crazy when my door just decides to shut by itself. It's wild. My dog's right here, so it's not my dog. Has that ever happened before? No. So, hi, dream watcher. Yeah, let's frame it that way. We're going to call everyone a dream watcher. <laughs> All I have to say is that must have been very scary for the father if he was a fire chief Mm. and didn't want to go up more than five steps to his own attic in his daughter's room. That's telling. Yeah, like it was in the family. So when he moved in, he must have known maybe maybe something happened when he was a kid. Yeah. There's a lot to uncover there. She should write a book. She should totally write a book. And I will totally read it. I will buy a copy, Nikki. Please write a book. 
We'll turn it into a movie. We have we have many. Here are my questions. Who's the guy in the picture that looks like the guy from Game of Thrones, Tormund? Mm -hmm. Clearly, someone knows him because there's an entire picture above him above the fireplace. What does your dad know? Your aunt apparently is comparing stories, so she has lived the same thing. Did she see the same guy? Did she mm -hmm. have a, a sleep watcher peacefully, you know? Like, what happened? Was he there the whole time? Does he bowl in his spare time? We have... Who's the bowler? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Who's bowling up there? That's the most important question. It really is. Who is, who is the bowler? <laughs> That's all we want to know, Nikki. We... Not that we don't care about the rest of the story, but man, that was, that was intense. I mean. I'm ready for more. I wonder if she experienced anything else, like in other places she lived or anything. Or know. like, are people still living there? Is it still going on? Or was that it? He left and it's over. Then he is the bowler and he took I his mean... bowling ball and he went on. <laughs> went on to bowl in other homes. Because yeah. that's what ghosts do. He went on to be, what is the movie, Kingpin. Where the guy, if you've never seen Kingpin for reference, it is a great bowling movie. The guy loses his hand. I won't ruin it anymore. But the one quote I say from it all the time is, the woman asks if, if would you like to dance? And... He said, no, I'm good. She said, I was talking to him. I said, handsome, not handless. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dig, but it's a great movie. So I don't know how this turned into a bowling episode. It's but the ghost's fault. It is the ghost's fault. They always bring it back there. So I'm wondering why. So that's a, it's a good point. So if, if people have haunted things just automatically happen in their family like I need to know family dynamics of conversation so let's say all right Shelly you live in a haunted house and your children grow up and let's say they want to live in that house and things happen to them you know and they're going to be telling their children you know is it just going to be a thing is it just the ghost with the alarm clock or is it just yeah. you know, like, well, it is interesting, actually. So, like, I've never, I never talked to my kids about, like, like, sometimes my kids will be, like, afraid of a certain room mm. or, like, they'll say something happened and I'll, I'm, like, I don't go there with them because I don't want to freak them out, but maybe it would be better to be transparent. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Because maybe the dad knew stuff. And she was left in the dark and he thought like, well, this is better for her not to know. Ooh. Where in reality, maybe it would be better to just talk about it. Communication is really important. Yeah, because he could have been like Uncle Joe that passed away years ago or he's, you know, twice removed or whatever. And maybe he's not that scary. And maybe he was a professional bowler. Yeah. And maybe he's yeah. not, you know, if you tell kids something that's not that scary... Then she's probably going to hang out with him in her bedroom, you know? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. That's something for you to consider, Shelly. Not to scare your children on purpose. We're not trying to open Pandora's box <laughs> of, let's find all the scary things in my home that my mom told me about. Yeah, although, did I tell you that they tried summoning a demon once? 
you did and you never told me what the reasoning or what I need to know. Now you need to. I, I don't know many of the details. They just came downstairs once and they were like, so we were summoning a demon. And Doug and I were like, no, you don't do that. And we immediately like, we're like, wait, what? Oh, and I think they thought they were having fun. Like, oh, this is such a funny thing. And me and Doug no. were like, we don't do that in this house. <laughs> no, that's another movie, Shelly. I don't know what happened, but I was like, I we shut that down. We're like, that does not happen in our house. We're not summoning anything. Yeah, we need to have conversations with the children so they're not playing with Ouija boards upstairs in the dark. No. Oh, girl. You 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 heard my episode about Ouija boards. I don't I don't mess with a Ouija board. Do not bring I don't mess with them. Do not bring a Ouija board in my house. I don't want to talk. It's like one of those things where like if you open yourself up, that's like a ghost will get attached to you in some way. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I will never mess with it. No. Nope. That's like my friend Anna, where you know, everywhere she lived just happened to be haunted, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no. There's totally a ghost following you. I have a feeling she'd probably play with the Ouija board. That's, Maybe. That's my theory. It's a good theory. Mm. There's too many scary movies about Ouija boards, and there's too many, you know, scary stories that people have told in real life. And I'm just, do you remember when we were little and you would do like a, a, a little girl sleepover and we not only do the Ouija board, but you do light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah, yeah. And then people yeah. would be levitating in the middle of a living room. and Wait, but not really, right? Oh. Do you have a story? I do. Well, <laughs> that's for another day. I have to remember, maybe I can reach out to some old friends from elementary school. But I know for a fact, somebody at some point levitated. I don't know whose birthday party it was or whatever sleepover it was. But it was one of those things where you just don't forget stuff like that. Um. Yeah. So, and then you got, you know, good old Bloody Mary in the mirror, all those. Yeah. Man. So if you have any. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so if you have any terrifying child stories, we could always, you know, have a whole episode, I'm sure, on that of just, you know, things kids do. I don't know. Driving down. So they had all those books out when we were younger, like weird new jersey and weird pennsylvania and like there's always like that one road that you drive down and yeah there's some random ghost lady in a wedding dress walking down it or something but i never saw her yep i'm gonna do some more research on bristol because they have some uh ghosts roaming the streets Mm -hmm. there oh boy well shelly another one for the books that you know we're not crazy for bringing up we're not crazy we're not crazy i mean you're not crazy for having weird things happen in your house my door just on this episode did something by itself i'm gonna chalk it up to the heat kicking on or something so i don't freak myself out but if i see an image i'm just gonna call him a dream watcher or and immediately call me (laughs) i mean you will get a call and if it happens if anything happens at the witching hour of 3 a.m forget it i am moving out tonight like why is that the witching hour Ooh, that's a good one so very short but uh it's technically the witching hour i will uh i'll give you the meaning of it 
So in folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night that's associated with supernatural events, whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and be at their most powerful. Hmm. So definitions vary and include the hour immediately after midnight and the time between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. So the reason why they called it the witching hour was because they had, um, they prohibited people to um, kind of like move about and be out and about during that time. But they called it the witching hour because anybody, any woman um, or anyone they saw coming, any like coming home at 3 a.m. or you know, around like the three to four AM, they just declared mm-hmm. them a witch. So I then have to conclude that my cat is a witch because it's every just... night between three and four, this she's like kind of a kitten. She's not quite a year old. She literally every night will climb onto what? my head and just like run around my just me, not Doug, just me. She just loves waking me up every night between three and four. So she must be like. Well, she definitely is a ghost. Is a ghost. So, yeah. She's probably, huh? She's so cute, though. I'll let it slide. Yeah. If Rocky starts doing things between three and four, I mean, he's going to have to get a job and move out. <laughs> That's it. Well, I think, you know, this was a great story. I'm I'm digging it. And um, you know, have any additional feedback, Shelly, before we close? No, I'm just um excited to research something for next week. Yeah. Come prepared and like freak us out. Awesome. With something. I don't know what it is yet, but it's happening. It's okay. Anything will freak me out at this point because, again, I don't know what my daughter's doing. So prepare for a phone call. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye.